This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay. Come through, queen. I wanna see ya. Come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan and Brendan, and, and this, this is Come Through Queen. This is episode 34, The Ground is Heavy, Darling. This week on Come Through Queen, we have we have Alex, the Come Through Queen, special correspondent on Celebrity Memoirs, and he's back to review Andy Cohen's Superficial along with the slew of other um, celebrity books he has uh, reviewed Oh my god, he has read since the last time he was here. <laughs> and he's going to tell you which one will make a good present and which one you should leave with the coal. <laughs> In the news this week, we discussed Nicki Minaj refusing to appear on Real Housewives of New York. Andy Cohen confirming that Real Housewives of Miami is truly dead, dead, dead. And our reactions to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills taglines and the news that Watch Heavens Live is getting a studio upgrade. And then we're going to talk about our shows. Of course, we've got Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, Vanderpump Rules, the premiere of Mariah's World, and we'll be giving a quick take on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills premiere. And of course, we'll close out the show with the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. Welcome, Alex. Welcome back, Thank Alex. Thank you. Hi. 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 <laughs> it's been like a long time since we, you did your book review episode. Yeah. And you've been hard at work. Yes, I've read, a, as you said, a slew of celebrity memoirs. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my words a little bit back there. <laughs> oh, yeah, so looking forward to talking about it. Yeah. I don't think I've been on Come Through Queen at the same time as you in, like, a very Months. long time. Yeah. Probably, it might have even, no, I was going to say since that episode. But no, yeah, there was, I, like, a one or two like, other. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's been a long time. Yeah. It's yeah. been, like, a fill-in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought you said villain, and I was like, <laughs> in some people's minds. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, the fans hate me. Well, speaking of villains, 
<laughs> Nicki Minaj. What? <laughs> uh, according to Page Six, uh, dissed the New York Housewives this past week <laughs> when the hit rapper refused to appear on their show. Spy said Minaj was with boyfriend and fellow rapper Meek Mill at Jew Lan Club this past week when the woman from when the women from the Bravo show, now including comeback socialite Tinsley Mortimer, were filming. <laughs> Come back, socialite. We hear <laughs> Come when, back, queen. <laughs> we hear that when Minaj and Mill walked into the restaurant and through the scenes, producers wanted to get them in front of the camera with the ladies, but Minaj wanted no part of it. They walked through the filming and Minaj was like, Meek, keep walking. Get the fuck out of here. Go upstairs. <laughs> the couple joined their party upstairs in a private dining room away from prying eyes. Who are these spies, do you think? Uh, maybe it's Jill Zarin. <laughs> <laughs> I also like your pronunciation of the restaurant name. <laughs> I don't know. How, how do you pronounce it? I don't know. I, I wouldn't have done any better, but I like seeing others flounder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want, want to see someone flounder, go back to Brennan saying the intro. Oh! oh, 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 oh. Ow! Um, anyways... Nikki's not the only one that has been reported to be avoiding the Real Housewives. Buster Rhymes also mm-hmm. was approached oh. to be on the show when they were filming in the same place. Feels like a weird fit, but yeah. And Alex sent me a blind item today. Yes, yeah. There was a blind item saying that the producers this season have been reaching out to a lot of different like publicists, trying to get their clients to like show up to the same places where the Housewives are shooting to get them on the show. And for ratings, been, like. Everybody's been refusing, but yeah, they're saying it's because of the ratings weren't good last year, and they want to like, oh, yeah, well, I think New York took a hit a few years ago in ratings, and it's never been able to recover. Although I feel like it's like a fan favorite amongst like the yeah critics' choice. Yeah, yeah. Critically mm-hmm. acclaimed. Critic yeah. <laughs> Beverly Hills is the only one that they ever submit to like the Emmys. Really? I've noticed. Yeah. I, That's like, if bullshit. You, if you look at like the Emmys like submissions, it's literally like the only shows that Bravo ever submits are like Top Chef and The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and like a few others, but no other housewives. When I um interviewed Lisa Vanderpump, she was talking specifically about how she thinks that it should be nominated for an Emmy. Beverly Hills or Vanderpump yeah, Rule? and I maybe they should make. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe oh, maybe she was talking Vanderpump Rules. I forget, but they should make another category so that these ones can compete. Well, maybe the season seven Yulin activism will get them some like <laughs> yeah. you know some critic cred. Well, <laughs> one uh, Housewives franchise that will not be getting a nominated for an Emmy is Real Housewives of Miami because. Uh, according to Real Mr. Housewife, Andy Cohen recently <laughs> all but confirmed that it's not coming back. So he reports, for a long time, fans of Real Housewives of Miami have been clamoring onto the hope that one day the show would return, including myself. Uh, this is much due to the fact that Andy Cohen has never officially said if it was canceled or not. While he recently opened up a little bit about this in his book, uh, Cohen recently talked to Variety and the franchise was brought up. What did he say? Uh, he said... The show didn't work out. So it sounds like, in that terms, it's not coming back. Sad. What? So uh, did you catch that part in the book? Yeah, it, he, um, I, he had some sort of event in Miami and some of the housewives showed up or mm-hmm. something. And I think 
Oh, and he was doing local press before or after the yeah. event, I can't remember, and they asked, like, about the franchise, and he said that, to the reporters, he said, oh, you never know, but in his head was thinking, like, yeah, right, like, yeah. not gonna happen. That's so crazy, I feel like a lot of people think the last two seasons of, of Miami were really good. I think it's another critically acclaimed darling, I just <laughs> didn't get the ratings. Um, but although, like, with Marisol Patton popping up everywhere, I wonder, like, if she's trying to pop into another Get herself series. in somewhere? Yeah. Maybe. I don't want to see her. Yeah, she, she was, like, the least... Yeah, she only brought Mama Elsa, which I, I bet, like, Mama Elsa doesn't want to be on anymore. I don't think Mama Elsa's, like, well. well. Yeah, I know. I know. She was, like, really sick for a while, I think. Remember when they, the ambulance showed up? Yes. Oh. Um. Sad. <laughs> So, uh, Beverly Hills' taglines were premiered a little late, I think, in relation to when the show is premiering, mm-hmm. um, but we got them, so we could run through them and discuss what you like or don't like. Why doesn't Alex act them out? Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Act, am I acting them out? Or am With I your voice like... voice acting. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, Dorit, Kensley. Dorit. Dorit. When you've traveled the world, you can speak in any accent you want. And you actually did a funny tweet about this one. You like well, used the tagline with a picture of Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, that like, was funny. I was surprised that like nobody had thought of it for because yeah, I thought it was like yeah, you sure got kind of obvious. No, I never go viral. Everybody hates me. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that this is probably the worst of the of the lot. Yeah. Flop. Yeah, all right. It's Kyle, like too literal. Kyle Richards. I'm an expert on luxury, and I can always spot a fake. Ugh. Such a snooze. I will say that for Kyle, this is good though. Kyle, Kyle's taglines are always like way too like literal about being from Beverly Hills. Yeah. Like it's always like, oh, it's my hometown. Like I run this place, and this one at least is like slightly more creative. Wasn't Sonia Morgan's original tagline, I've got a taste of lug- for luxury, yes. and luxury has a taste for me. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder who's the fake, though. I think it's... Dorit? No, I think Dorit? it's Eden Sassoon. Oh. She, like, re- apparently Eden, like, comes in mid-season and starts, like, starting shit with Kyle, like, with regards to Kim, because Eden, like, is a recovering addict and doesn't like the way that Kyle has treated Kim in the past, apparently. Yeah. Well, also... Who just... are your sources? Huh? <laughs> I feel like I've read it on, like, multiple websites. I mean, Alex is, like, always super invested in Beverly Hills. Yeah, I, like, I, I recognize that the last couple of seasons have been really bad, but I still, like, have hope for it. And also, just so you understand, as we're reviewing these taglines, we have not yet seen the premiere, so... Some of them may be a little bit explained. Oh yeah, surprise, bitch. Um, we <laughs> are recording very early this week, and we're gonna we're drop gonna in. drop in some thoughts on Beverly Hills once we watch it. Yeah. Uh, so then we also have Lisa Renna. My advice to you: don't hustle the hustler. <laughs> That's actually really good. <laughs> it's, it's, I I like I don't like. The tagline itself, but I love the delivery because it's so stupid. <laughs> she's so such. A, is this gonna be her third season? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Her and Eileen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Eileen. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I have to like drop my voice a little bit. Mm. She's I got sp- a lower voice than you. <laughs> <laughs> <It> truly. <is. laughs> I speak no evil, but I see and hear everything. Best one. I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> okay. 
And she looks so good. She does look good. And she looked really good at the premiere party, too. Yeah. Like, very fresh face. She's, like, lightened all of her hair, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, she got rid of the low lights. Yeah. <laughs> They're still... Yeah. Oh. It was, like, a handful of low lights. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. She made some good choices with her hair. Um, I'm like... Lisa Vanderpump. The crown is heavy, darlings. <laughs> so just leave it where it belongs. <laughs> so both Alex and I, like, I didn't read the taglines. I watched the little intro first, and I literally thought she said, "The ground is heavy, darling." And I did too. And she wouldn't be wrong. Just leave it where no. it belongs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought maybe it was something about like people like digging a grave or something. <laughs> it could kind of be like a slogan for the North Dakota uh, pipeline. Uh, thing. The ground's heavy. Leave it where it belongs. <laughs> that's not necessary. No, it's just like that's not what that is about. <laughs> no, it is. It is. It's not about the ground being too heavy. It's about the. It's about the water. <laughs> I mean, they have to they have to dig underground to pipe. <laughs> I mean, like Lisa loves these charitable efforts. She <laughs> only for animals. Not only dogs. She doesn't care. She doesn't about care about humans. humans. <gasps> oh, wow, you're <laughs> trying to connect it to current <laughs> events. Not well. Okay. Last but not least, Erica Girardi. I may be two people, but I'm not two faced. Eh. It's kind of, like, obvious. Yeah, but I am excited to see her, so, like, I... Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like the premiere is her her birthday party. Oh. Like, okay. watched a clip from, and it looks like... Oh, it's like a costume party of some sort. Not sure what the costume oh, is. Yeah, I guess. Disco theme or Flappers. Something. No, this one isn't Flappers. <laughs> no, it's like, I think it's like a disco theme or something like that. Oh, so... Lisa Rinna's... Mrs. Roper? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually really funny because there was... A clip that I watched too, and Lisa Rinna in the clip is wearing a wig, but I didn't know that at first. But the title of it was like something about Lisa Vanderpump wanting to pull off Lisa's wig, so yeah. I thought they were acknowledging Brandy Glanville's claims. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, okay, so we'll get more to Beverly Hills later in the show. Let's fly back to the East Coast. Okay, Watch Rabbit's Live is getting an upgrade. So according to Variety, the freewheeling chat fest hosted by Andy Cohen will move to a significantly larger studio starting January 3rd. And a nod to the host's longevity, the half-hour show official title will be changed to Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. Uh, the new set, which will remain at the show's existing West Village studio facility, will retain the clubhouse look. Our new clubhouse is the perfect upgrade for us because it won't lose any of the intimacy or lunacy provided by our current home, said Cohen, who is also an executive producer. We're going from an audience of 22 to about 50, plus we have roof access and a whole lot of new surprises. It's like moving from a tic-tac to a studio apartment. The new set will feature built-in performance space for musical guests. So you guys are both... uh, you both been there. Yeah, I was interested mm-hmm. that they called it a studio facility because from what I thought, it was just like a... a it's like an office space. Basically. Yeah, like a, down the hall is like a college. Oh, really? Yeah. Building? Yeah, not, so not like a full college, just like some college classrooms. Oh, I didn't even know that. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, it's like you walk through like a cluster of like cubicles on your way into the studio and it's mm-hmm. like you sit in like... 
like a reception area. Like it feels like a, a sort of like an office space. Yeah, when you walk in, that's where yeah. like the bar is set up, and then you go back, and then you sit on like these weird benches, and sometimes you're like knee to knee with Leanne Locken's boyfriend. <laughs> uh, I had a few thoughts. The fact that they are treating it to watch what happens live with Andy Cohen is very live with Kelly Ripa. Yeah. He like took that page out of Kelly's book. But like the late show or like the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, it's I think it's a pretty standard. I know, yeah. but like it's been this for so many years. Like, why even bother changing it? Well, I wonder. Never mind. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, okay. I was gonna say like, <laughs> may, like eventually maybe they'll like pass it on to somebody, but like they could do that even if yeah. they didn't name it after somebody. So uh-huh. never uh, mind. Um, <laughs> I also. Like the fact that they're going to have a space for musical guests. Maybe Little Mix will make a return to the clubhouse. I liked when they have to like just stand in that they're space. Like crammed. They have to move the, the chairs to the side. Like the Don't Be So Uncool performance with Dorinda on the like counter. So fun. Yeah. I did like that. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do anything with the roof though. I know. What's the roof? Well, didn't... Oh, I thought, it, I thought they said that the roof space was the performance no 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 space. it's two different oh. things yeah oh i don't know yeah okay well hopefully a fireworks we'll, display one of us will get to to return to the studio maybe one day come through queen will report from behind the bar too probably not <laughs> oh, well. uh so do you want to start talking about mariah's world yeah. Okay. <laughs> you sound so excited. Oh, yeah. Brendan is, like, the one person not really enjoying the show. Although, I think it's got a little mixed reviews online. I think... I just thought it was boring, personally. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of Rich Joe's react's take on Jezebel, and he's a big Super Mariah fan. Oh, yeah. I was... I just, like, was, why am I watching this? Should I change it to something else? I stuck through, though. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like you're going to stick through the remaining seven episodes. I mean, if we're talking about it, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I like the start with Bianca Storm from the Heartbreaker video. Yeah. That was was a nice touch. I'd rather watch her, like, as that than, like, herself. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and to start the whole series that way. That was, like, a bold choice. Yeah. I don't like the, the talking head always being a lounging position. Well, it was, like, really inconsistent, too. It was, like, zoomed in more sometimes and not zoomed in the well, other times. Like there was one one lounging uh, talking head where it looked like one of her legs was, oh, like, yeah. was, like, propped up. Like, there was a visible space between the two legs. It was very... Like, I don't know if it was resting on a pillow in between her legs. Maybe. Like, it just looks so uncomfortable. Like, she's, like, propping herself up and, like, she always looks like she's holding in a shit. Like, oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. She looks so uncomfortable all the time. Yeah, so should we talk a little bit about the new characters that we've met? Oh yeah. Stella. Stella, who like... Looked like you... Jesse Nelson mixed with Kim D. I know. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, to me, she kind of looked like if you like blinked flat, like if you like looked fast, looked fast... I don't know why I'm like slurring. I'm not even drink. I'm drinking. Yeah, I was the right only now. one who had drinks before. Um, I was at a birthday party. So Stella, you <laughs> looked really. <laughs> and Brendan brought a uh, happy 40th balloon, red balloon, when he walked in to this apartment <laughs> and gave and presented it to me. And Dan started chasing it, saying, "Richard, Richard." <laughs> right. Can I tell you just a small aside? <laughs> oh my God. Um. <laughs> 
The other day, I left a pile of coins on my coworker's desk. <laughs> Oh my God. In reference to that, and like to see if like she would know that a pile of coins means that like. Does she know that or no? No, but like she was like, "There's all these coins on my desk," and I was like, <laughs> "Well, you know what that means? It means that you're being like haunted." <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, as I was saying, everyone must be wondering like what I think Stella looks like. <laughs> oh no, yeah, what do you think out. Stella looks like? like? If you look fast, it kind of looks like the new little Kim. <laughs> not old, not old Noel Kim. Okay. It's just a, it's a lot of facial work for both Stella and the new and the new little Kim, um, and she's referred to as the Russian dictator Stella, and she's the one who's like this was her idea. Yeah. This show was her idea. She's in charge of Mariah's world now, well, so this is Stella's show. Apparently, before she was with Mariah, she produced. Flavor of Love, Charm School, and Paris Hilton, My New Best Friend, which are like two iconic... Very good shows. Mm -hmm. Reality shows. But like, I don't think this is really living up to either of those, unfortunately. It's only been one episode. I mean, they were filming like when like the divorce started rolling. So I feel like it's going to get good. But I think the fact that like a, a telltale sign that this isn't like as good as it could be is the fact that like they were talking about... Like Stella and Mariah were talking about calling... James Packard, her fiance, to like postpone the marriage. And then she went into her room to make the call, then went to commercial, and then came back from commercial. And like she like came back to Stella to talk to her about the call. Like if this oh, was yeah. a true reality show, we'd like hear, hear the, call. the call. Right. Molly. Molly. <laughs> the <laughs> long suffering. <laughs> Molly reminded me of Nicole Frenzel from Big Brother. Mm hmm. In her like Midwestern, like, naive girl and sort of way her boyfriend was so weird and he was wearing the shirt that Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life wears <laughs> oh my god and I'm not even kidding it was like literally the shirt it was supposed to be it's like blue a blue button up like short sleeve shirt mm. with like purple triangles Wait, I, so it was like a, it was like, like in reference like to it yeah he was cosplaying <laughs> when he was like talking about getting her some American candy before well, she goes abroad of, they had a lot of like knickknacks around the house so I feel like true they had that whole like that. there was like a oh, like shit. a cabinet full of like little figurines yeah. right yeah oh my god <laughs> um, his name is Fred yeah well Fred doesn't exist anymore <laughs> according to Stella oh yeah but like do we want Fred for Molly I see what Molly with it? someone else if Nicole Franzese can get... <laughs> Nicole Franzel. If she can get... <laughs> that tall Corey guy two years after getting Hayden, I think mm-hmm. that like Molly can get... Maybe that's her uh, storyline. Locker in a house. Um, the interstitials were so like crazy. What's an interstitial? Like when they're like between changing between scenes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's like flashes of her performance so, like or, soft like, touch like photography yeah. of Mariah set to like her own music I spent a lot of time like on my iPad when the stuff was <laughs> happening <laughs> um, they're really favoring fantasy too I feel like fantasy was played like oh, yeah, five yeah. different times yeah I like I can't picture Mariah actually loving someone <laughs> and I including her children. Oh, <laughs> I, I was actually that was part of it. Her kids were so cute in it. There's barely yeah. any of them in it. I know, but it seemed like they actually loved her. Yeah, I hope so. But I feel like Tommy Mottola fucked her up in terms of like being able to love someone. Yeah, that's my understanding of this all. He was very controlling. Yeah, 
Uh, anything else you want to say on the show? No. No? Okay. Well, I, I'm going to, I think we're going to watch, right? The rest of the episode. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Brendan, TBT. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Sunday night. There's not a lot going on, so. Yeah. It's, it's just so easy, too, if they leave it on Bravo. Just, like, leave on the TV. Well, I don't think it's going to be on Bravo every week. Oh, yeah. Like, that didn't, was just, like, oh, a yeah. special thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love, like, Lindsay on OWN. So, like, I'll, like, this is just, like, another, like, one-off reality show. <laughs> just a quick aside. <laughs> Alex has just been, like, randomly watching clips from Lindsay on OWN, like, at random times. Like, not even, like, in the same day. Just, like, going back to it. it nice. It keeps coming up on my YouTube, like, suggested, suggested oh, videos. Oh, it's, so it's always like, easy. Like, Lindsay's Indonesian L shoot I watched the other night. Oh, God, yeah. She was yeah. such a... Nightmare for that. That's why I'm constantly watching um, the View theme song with Mary J. Blige because it always <laughs> reads on Watch Again. <laughs> All right, let's go over to Atlanta. Zoom, zoom. Um, <laughs> so this this week's episode, I like this episode. Speaking of Emmys, I feel like this episode should be nominated for an Emmy. Well, yes. Yeah, they're touching on some Very real things this this year well like the um like the scenes back to back with like phaedra down in dc and and sheree and bob confronting cairo oh I yeah thought it was just, like, yeah, very it was well put together yeah. yeah because cairo got pulled over for dui for smoking pot and yeah. driving which has a quick legal aside is like much more difficult to prove in a court of law than like <clears throat> blood alcohol content like if you're drinking and driving, because mm. you could just do a breathalyzer, that's easy. But like for uh, marijuana, you would need like a blood sample or something. So well. So I feel like he's probably not gonna. Even if like he, he confessed plead, it on television. Well, he could like plead guilty. I mean, it's probably like resolved by now if they're like airing scenes about it mm-hmm. on TV. Um, maybe he pled guilty to like something smaller. Like, it was, like, his plates or whatever. But, yeah. Yeah. Then it's Phaedra having, like, a conversation with... What's her name? What's the congresswoman's name? Oh, I don't remember. I didn't write it down. Forget the congresswoman's name. And, like, Judge Mathis mm-hmm. at the DNC. Yeah. She, and she took Portia down there, too, to go with her. Yeah. And then Portia had to zoom over to Chicago for some dish... Whatever. Dish nation. Dish, dish nation. <laughs> <laughs> I love freaking frack at the DNC. Oh my god, they dragged Melania Trump into oh this <laughs> bitch. They had their little thing about calling her like, oh, who wrote her speech? Millie Vanilli? Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, we also had Cynthia going house shopping with mm. Noel. That house looked nice. Do you, are you familiar with like the area. No, it was on some sort of lake. You're normally a little Atlanta expert. I know, but it was like in the woods. The woods mm. could be anywhere. Okay. Mm. Um, I hope she gets it. Do we know if she got it? Uh, I don't know. I don't keep up with Cynthia. <laughs> uh, Mama Joy set up like a romantic <laughs> First of all, <laughs> for Candy and Todd. And she like stalked their guest house with like yes. candy coated nights. <laughs> Could you imagine? That's, Could you imagine? Oh God, no. so weird. Like, like one of your parents like, like setting up like no, a space. Like, <laughs> but like then look just like being in the other room. Oh my like, god. No. Oh. Sick. Um, and then like we had to sit there and watch Candy and Todd like put like 
candle wax all over each other. Oh, no, he was like painting her with honey, I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it was it was very Tamra and Eddie in yeah, the bathtub. Yeah. And oh my god, remember when Ramona? They like back in the day when Ramona and Mario, and yeah. then it was like Alex and Simon oh. both had like separate like, they were, like the OG sexy sex, scenes, sexy scenes, just like. <laughs> Ramona rubbing oil on Mario in a weird hotel room. Yeah. Um, Kenya took Cynthia to go like practice baking a cake or something for Matt, but then the whole thing with Matt like falls apart. Well, didn't they all go to Matt's birthday party and then it, and Matt the didn't bitch Matt didn't show up? <laughs> they went like go karting in the woods or something, mm-hmm. and then Matt wasn't there. Yeah. It's like the down. I think this is the beginning of the end for Kenya and Matt. I mean, yeah, yeah, duh. Because we get a preview of next week. That's like the garage kicking. Yeah, but I did notice that they were they had a nice spread after the go karts of there was some chicken salad, some tuna salad. Oh yeah, I remember. (laughs) I was like cooking while this was airing, and I was gagging. If everyone can tweet your favorite pictures of tuna salad at IDK, IDK. Or really any mayo-based salad. Yeah, like a potato salad. Mm. Like a mayo-y and mustardy potato salad. Macaroni salad. Ooh, macaroni salad. This is not the way pasta was meant to be eaten. How do you know? (laughs) That's not what what my... uh, Your Italian forefathers. Forefathers. (laughs) I don't mind. Um, what else in Atlanta? Anything else? Um, grenade. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> the, the, like, the man who went to Phaedra's office, office with the grenade. Oh, yeah. And it was like, she was already feeling weird and down in the dumps because she was driving to go see Apollo in prison. Yeah. And she got the call during that. Mm-hmm. Phaedra's strong. Yeah. She had to, like, worry about getting her children out of the house and... Into a safe space. Those such a good cute mom. children. Yeah. I would say she's one of the better mothers in all the franchises. She's the matriarch. Her and Lynn Ka- Curtin. And Kathy Wood. No! <laughs> 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 Not Lynn Curtin. Kyle Richards. A wonderful, wonderful mother. Wonderful mother. Uh, <laughs> Google that on YouTube if we haven't talked about that already. Yes. Kyle Richards raising an army of sir waitresses. <laughs> <laughs> But she was just in Boston this past weekend. I saw on Instagram because her daughter goes to my former college, my mm-hmm. alma mater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's <laughs> a good place. We're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna be back with uh, some Vanderpump Rules thoughts. Yeah, pump rules, bitch. All right, we're back to talk about Vanderpump Rules now. So it ruled. <laughs> it, it ruled. <laughs> um, a lot of this episode was about Tom and Katie planning for the wedding, and I've been on Tom's side like almost all the time. But he was still there. Oh my god! <laughs> he was such a piece of shit this episode. I know. Yeah. I still love him, but he was he was an asshole. And like all this like dark side shit, like there was no dark side. He was just being a jerk. Like the and I'm sure and like I'm sure the the planning trip was longer than the five minutes that we saw, but we got to see every moment of him being a jerk. Yeah, but I mean, like last week she was a jerk. It felt like meaner. 
It felt like he was, like, provoking it, and, like, she, like, she had no other choice but to, like, yeah. respond. Yeah. Like, she wasn't, she didn't do any of that, like, out of the blue. It was, like, a direct response to what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The theme is Woodsy Elegant. <laughs> but no stumps on the table. That's too. Because they're already in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> I could get married in the woods. You belong in a troll cave. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. There. Tom says there could be a few flowers at the wedding. Just a few. Like a dozen. Yeah. Um. Anything else on the wedding planning you want to discuss? No. Tom and Ariana are such a bore. They had like a scene together that like I don't even remember what they talked about. Well, they were at the gym for one scene with James, but then they had another scene which was a date date night. Yeah. Where they're just talking about like what a great couple they are in compared to in comparison to everyone else. Going back they're too good to get married. Like they're they're institution. Well not they. Well Ariana Ariana. just like never really saw herself getting married, like there's no point. Uh, I'm just like, why do I have to do what society says? She tries to be like a cool, like woke girl around every corner, and she's just not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see what else. The modeling photo shoot. Oh, of Wait, Tom Schwartz. Yeah. With the peach. With the peach. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> center peach. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he was, and he was like wearing a pair of underwear under the modeling underwear. Yeah. Which I might be a thing. The photo shoot was just not a good look. Yeah. He looked like very schlubby. There was like one good look, but that's about it. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, also, how does he make a living off of modeling? Have you ever seen Tom Schwartz in something? No. I feel like he did like one. Like, a few seasons ago, he did, like, a print campaign, like, for Suits. Yeah. He and Jax did it together? No, I don't think... I think it was just him. And, like... But I've obviously never seen it anywhere, but I assume, like, they did something with it. Maybe it's, like... Maybe it's active in another country. Well, no wonder he can only afford a dozen flowers. Well, yeah, this is why he's freaking out about the wedding, is because he doesn't have enough money. Yeah. Well, if he hadn't, like, you know left in the middle of that shift at pump, maybe he would have a study <laughs> He has anxiety, okay? Yeah. Leave him alone. <laughs> um, so Tiffany and Ellie are now players in the show, although Ellie to a bigger degree. When they were climbing up that hill, it was almost like they were setting something up that these women were going to be the new class. Oh, yeah. Well, Lala needs, like, a friend to talk to. Yeah. Um... Lala called the old girls unmuzzled bitches. <laughs> Sometimes the things that come out of Lala's She's mouth. So crude. <laughs> that wasn't even like the crudest thing, but um Yeah, she said she's in a committed relationship and yes, he likes to reward me because I give good dome. Oh my god. That was really vulgar. But going out to the fact that Ellie has this photo that's supposedly proof of her sleeping with James in, like, March of that year. So three months after James got together with his girlfriend, Raquel, the beauty the beauty star. <laughs> what are those called? No, the pageant, pageant queen. The beauty star. <laughs> She's a beauty star. <laughs> oh the star of beauty. The true star. Um, it's a little... It was a little 
crazy. <laughs> I guess, but like you, it's also Vanderpump Rules. So this shit used to happen all the time. I feel like, um, like I want Ellie to have this photo. Yeah. I want Ellie to hold right. a tray next year. Well, yeah, she's. I mean, no, she was <laughs> smart to. She was smart to do it. It's like she's has a storyline. She's on the show yeah. now. I mean, that was good strategy and then you paused the tv at some point <laughs> to like look at the timestamps. well i didn't get to go back and check but like when she first showed the photo to um to lala it said like 12 56 p.m and then when she was showing it to sheena it looked like it's it, well they discussed the fact that it's at 8 44 a.m do you think it was just like she got up took the original photo first and then was like got up again well it looks like there were multiple yeah. photos yeah. like when lala was or james was scrolling through on lala's phone there were yeah. like three different photos yeah so. i didn't notice that so which could explain away the different timestamps. but then like why is she taking like multiple photos several times maybe to make sure that she's got them all she, all she the angles got, we got our shot we got our <laughs> shot <laughs> um is there anything else from this episode you want to discuss? Oh, Sheena, I'm not Sheena, uh, Stassi and Kristen. Their yep. role. How do you feel about this? Well, Kristen, they were in the, they weren't in a lot of the beginning, but I feel like by the end of the episode, I was like, oh, I'm impressed again. They, we had a whole montage of Kristen's old freakouts. Oh my God. Punching oh my God. multiple people in the punching face. Punching James in the face, punching Tom Schwartz in the face, punching... Tom Sandoval, I think. San- Sand- no. Sandoval? Yeah, Jack- Sandoval. Jax. Jax. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, they were like good punches too. Yeah, she's like a... full contact. <laughs> well, another thing that I liked about her is that when they were all at that bar together and they hear the story that James was fired from Sir, I've never seen someone celebrate yeah. so much, and she doesn't even work there anymore. <laughs> she's like, it's not like she's happy for her own well-being, as if she works there. She's just happy to see him. She's fail. happy for his downfall. Yeah. I, I also loved in the bar scene when Ariana was like, I will stand in a room with you and I've seen you physically assault like three people. <laughs> and she said, oh, if I saw James Kennedy, I would physically assault the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stassi had a good point because they were talking about the allegations that Lala was sleeping with a married man and that the way that the wife found out was that she saw like videos or whatever, and then Stassi came in with a PSA oh. to America's women, and she said America's women about <laughs> never making a sex tape because it always comes out. Yeah, like her. But you kept on calling her Flopsy during tonight's episode. Well, I just feel like everyone was so excited for Stassi to come back this season, and we're a few episodes deep now, and it hasn't been that. She isn't big as. Return. She isn't as crazy as she used to be yeah because we've been spending a lot of time focusing on katie but maybe when lala goes away as we've heard stassi will rise back to yeah. the top but she, i think the, the problem is she needs like um a love interest or some plot point maybe dj james kennedy no <laughs> i was kidding <laughs> uh dj james kennedy remixing on the hoverboard as Lala comes over to visit oh, He's always, he's like the worst of all, all worsts. <laughs> and he talks about himself like he has something to offer in this world. Like, I, he's like talking about how these girls like want a slice of his pie, like as if he's like rich. <laughs> living in that living room. <laughs> he's living in a corner of a living room. 
Where and where is his? Or... Where is his roommate? I I don't know. Maybe he's like when you know like when people when when you have a roommate and you don't want to be around them, you go in your bedroom and you close the door. Maybe the door is closed. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's just behind door number one. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to talk about? The preview for next season. Oh, I mean, for next week's week. episode. I, had me shook. Oh my god. Well, yeah, it's Pride over in LA and they're reacting to the Orlando shooting. It was like really I surprising. Had... I didn't know this was going to be covered. When when they opened up the trailer for the next week's episode and like Lisa's like, oh yeah, these are outfits for Pride. I thought they were just going to like sort of just glaze over the fact that polls oh, happened yeah, that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this is going to be weird if they like just like don't mention it no, but, they but then it. the helicopters come in and it's just like the shot of tom sandoval breaking down had me truly shook yeah i mean i guess we'll really get to see the full uh the full experience of it next week unless he doesn't unless that's like crafty Maybe? editing what yeah. if he's crying about something else yeah i don't know that would be so <laughs> shitty <laughs> Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, so we're going to take another quick break, and we'll be back with some Beverly Hills thoughts. Hi, everyone. We're back. Just kidding. It's only Brendan holding this show hostage. Just kidding. Um. So... We recorded this episode a little weirdly this week. We recorded on Monday before Beverly Hills actually aired. And Dan is in Atlantic City wasting away this family's money. So it's just Brendan who's going to talk about Beverly Hills and a little bit of Ladies of London. So first of all, why is Kyle Richards the center diamond? Lisa's technically there, but it's in the way that Tamara's center diamond in OC next to Vicky behind Vicky, and I'm not liking it. The true matriarch of Beverly Hills is Lisa Vanderpump, and I don't want to hear anything else. Um, so we started a dinner at Pump, I think, or we start with Kyle getting ready for a dinner at Pump, but who cares about Kyle? We're at a dinner at Pump, and it's really obvious that Harrison, the dog, has replaced Jiggy and Lisa's heart, and that they just keep Jiggy around because... He's a fan favorite. He's looking a little rough, elderly dog, and that is sad. Um, I am not a fan of Dorit. I'm just going to put that out there and a few reasons why. Her accent reminds me too much of Caprice, the horrible lady of London that only lasted season one. Um, Her friendship with Boy George, she calls Boy George her sister, and then her gay husband, which is so Jill Zarin that it hurts um she says things like quote we spend a lot of time with celebrities unquote i don't need to hear it just show it and then her kids are named jagger and phoenix and really the only person who can get away with naming a child jagger is jules weinstein justice for one season wonder jules weinstein in new york see you at stonewall sister um the winner of this episode to me is Eileen. Did you like her title card look in that red dress? She looks so good. She's looking great this season. Um, I want her friendship with Erica Jane to become the true sisterhood of the traveling pants. Um, 
That being said, it felt like they're doing a lot of major housekeeping, trying to like acknowledge that last season blue chunks. Um, we have a lunch with Eileen, Rena, and Kyle where they talk a lot about last season and Yolanda and yada, 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 and it seems like they're trying to pivot. Um, we are going to a Studio 54 party, and the best parts in the lead-up are, number one, when Erica Jane's gay friend Mikey, who's also her stylist and maybe her choreographer or something, um, says, line those lips, line those lips, those DSLs. And if you don't know what DSLs are, you can go to UrbanDictionary.com and get the scoop. Eileen saying that she was heavily into disco, which I can imagine. Um, and then we get the little tidbit that Big Kathy brought Kyle Richards to Studio 54 when she was 10 years old, which reminds me of Drew Barrymore. And um, we go to the party, and it's Lisa R. and Eileen versus Lisa V, and then Dorrit's there, and no one cares about Dorrit, and it's just sort of like washed-up drama that was boring last year, and it's boring this year. Um, I really want Lisa to be friends with Eileen. I want Eileen to be friends with everyone. I want Eileen in the center diamond. Um, and the party had no food. Um, from the preview next week, it looks like we might get some things resolved and yada, yada, yada. So we'll keep watching. Hopefully we get, hopefully it gets better. Um, but let's jump across the pond to Ladies of London. I just have, like, a couple points. I really like watching Julie <laughs> deal with having Mapperton on her plate and deal with the um, older women who work at the gift shop and try to, like, turn a profit from this, like, gift shop in a shed on the Mapperton estate. It also seems like they're throwing a lot of FOLOLs into the mix. We got a new one named Kim who had some testimonials. Um, maybe they're trying to prep for the impending loss of Caroline Stanberry next year if she doesn't come back from Dubai. But Caroline was on Watch What Happens Live last night and, like, hinted that she might be back at LOL. So who knows? Um, and then the only thing I really wanted to talk about was Tori Spelling's appearance on the show. So, Caroline, not Stanberry, and Juliet went to, like, the L Fashion Awards in Amsterdam, and they ran into Tori Spelling, who... It was maybe the saddest thing I've ever seen on reality TV. She just looked like a shell of a human. She was with Dean. And at one point, she just whispered... I watch you on TV to Juliet and Caroline, which had me screaming because Tori Spelling is a Ladies of London fan. I hope she also listens to this podcast, and sorry that I just called you a shell of a human. Um, that's all I've got for B's Corner this week. Um, I'll throw it back to Dan, Brendan, and Alex. And we're back for the deep dive. So you may be trying to figure out what to buy people for Christmas. You have a grab bag coming up, Secret Santa. Or the holidays. It's the holidays. Get on your feet. This is officially a war on Christmas podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, so we brought Alex back just in time to give his reviews on some uh, celebrity memoirs that he's read since the last time. 
uh, he was on to talk about those kinds of books. So go back to whatever episode that was back in like May. Yeah, um, and you could listen to his suggestions back then. But we or have... don't because I was really drunk and I made a very compelling <laughs> argument. <laughs> this time I come with a much clearer mind. Okay, so let's start with uh, fellow line survivor. Allie Hilfiger. That's right. Well, though, Allie Hilfiger... She's living with she, chronic Lyme. She lives with chronic Lyme, whereas I... Yeah. They caught my Lyme very early, and I'm I'm cured. I'm okay. Well, you're both survivors in your own right. Yes. The yes, name of the book is Bite Me. Bite Me. Why is yes. it called Bite Me? Because of a tick. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, like, I think it's also her, like, getting back at, like... You the know, media. I mean, the naysayers, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, I actually really liked this book. Um, when did it come out? It came out, like, over the summer or maybe in the spring. Came oh, this so year. it's this yeah. year? He read yeah. it while, like, we were in P-Town. How come she didn't do, like, a media tour? Did she? I think she did a little bit, but, you know, maybe she was tired from lying. Oh. I'm serious. It's, like, I mean, it's very, like, debilitating. Or maybe, like, people weren't interested in having her as a guest. I bet she appeared on, like, Good Day LA or something. I'm sure, yeah. So, like, what was the gist of the book? How much, so, how much, uh, Rich Girls? Well, so, the book is basically, like, her life, the majority of it is about her search for, like, the right treatment for her Lyme, but there's a lot of good stuff about Rich Girls, like, there's, it's, I mean, it was actually really interesting, sorry, Dan told me I wasn't close enough to the microphone. <laughs> no, he's shaking his head. <laughs> um, Behind the scenes look. Yeah, so basically, like, I, I didn't realize that Rich Girls was like, like, she pitched that to MTV herself, and like, they basically were like, okay, like, go, like, shoot it. And so. Oh, she, I felt like Jamie was the one who kicked it off and brought on Allie, since she, like, was. No, was that, so Allie, like, she. I don't remember how she, like, got in touch with the MTV people, but originally, like, they met her somehow, and they were like, oh, why don't you, like, come into the offices? We want to, like, do something with you. And originally, they wanted her to be a VJ. Oh, she, yeah. She wasn't into that, and so she was like, why don't I, like, do a docu-series? Mm. She thought it was going to be, like, much more serious. <laughs> um, <laughs> like Mariah's docu-series. Yes, exactly. Or Lindsay on own, which actually was very serious. Oh. Far. But anyway. Um, yeah, so basically, like... Originally, she was just going to produce it and, like, direct it, and she was going to cast it with, like, all these people that she knew, and they all ended up, like, dropping out one by one, and so it ended up having to be, like, her and Jamie, they, like, filmed, like, all these, like, fake scenes together and put together a pilot, and MTV ended up, like, picking it up. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, like, a good rich girl stuff in there. Mm -hmm. The Lime stuff, like, I mean... Is it dominant? Yeah, I mean, like... You find out that, like, throughout the filming of Rich Girls, like, pretty much all of her breakdowns were Lyme-induced. Well, the like, iconic the, taco scene. The, the, the taco scene, the, she was, like, it, it was, like, in the middle of a really bad relapse with Lyme. So, um, yeah. So, it was a good book. I mean, uh, yeah, does, I recommend it. Does she uh, give insight into what Jamie's up to now? I Her and Jamie, like didn't really leave on the best of terms post-Rich Girls because I can't remember which... Like, Allie sort of had, like, checked out and wasn't, like, willing to promote it or do anything, and so that left Jamie with most of the um, responsibility after 
production. And so they sort of had a, like, a falling out. Last time I heard, Jimmy was really into SoulCycle in, like, 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she probably she still used to, like, that. write for their blog. Oh. It's interesting that, like, is she an instructor? No, I think just, oh. like, a soul sister. Yeah. It's interesting that Allie explained how they grew apart and admitted that she was the one who, like, caused it. Yeah, Allie actually, like, it, I in the book, like, she she really, like, admits to a lot of, like, the things that maybe she didn't do right or... I mean, like... The source of everything was the lime, so she realizes that maybe she was acting out and she wasn't really, like, behaving in the ways that she was supposed to be acting, but it was all because of the Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, she didn't know she had it. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. Uh, Dave Holmes, Party of One. Really, really liked this book. Um, Former MTV VJ, right? Yes, about, yeah, Dave Holmes, former MTV VJ, the runner-up of MTV's, like, first I Want to Be a VJ competition. Mm-hmm. He came in second to Jesse Camp. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ooh. So, I actually... It was really interesting for me because, like... Well, so he talks... Like, it's a memoir. It's about his, like, full life. But I didn't realize that before he, like, tried out to be a VJ, he, like, worked in my industry as, like, a media planner. Oh. So, I was like, oh, my God, that's funny. So... Oh, wow. Yeah, he, like, described it as, like, the people who work in creative are all the Ivy Leaguers, and then the people that were, like, B students do what I do. So that was great. Ooh. (laughs) No, but it's Maybe you should become a BJ. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Do they even exist anymore? I don't know. I feel like... Suchin's still somewhere around there. Yeah, she, like, like, narrates, like, a true life. Yeah. I always loved, um... Brian McFadden. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Yeah, kind of. Wasn't um, he also on like One Tree Hill or something? I, th- I don't know. I think he did like double. No, I love Gideon Yeago. He was my favorite. Oh, I liked Jesse Camp because he was a babe <laughs> in his own way. You're just like this is like you. Purely fits into like Brennan's gross type. <laughs> there was this video of him recently. Like he did some video for uh, Page Six. It was bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Dave goes into depth about Jesse and like oh, they did a lot of traveling together. Like remember MTV used to do like spring break and like, yeah. they did like the Jersey Shore snowed in and like all that stuff, like Mardi Gras, like all that stuff. And yeah. Jesse was just like not well during any of that. So yeah. um so yeah, if you wanna read about like the glory days of TRL and MTV, then yes, I recommend it. Okay. Uh, Chris Jenner, all things Kardashian. It's actually Chris Jenner and all things Kardashian. Oh, by Chris Jenner. By Chris Jenner. Okay. Yes. When did this come out? Like 2010? Yeah, it was like a long time ago. It was actually I read it because one of your listeners suggested that I read it after the last episode that I did about books. So, oh, oh um, who? Yeah, so shout out. I think it was Lucy. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Lucy. I hope it was you. If it wasn't, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but I read it, and another fantastic read. I mean, like, I can't get enough Kardashians slash, like, OJ content. What was, like, the main focal point of this? It was Kris Jenner's life. So, I mean, it started with, like, her childhood and, like, growing up and then it went into like meeting Robert Kardashian and being a flight attendant for American Airlines and then you know them like having kids and then like Chris's affair and the eventual demise of the marriage with her and Robert and then it goes into like 
her pitching the Kardashian show and then sort of talked about like the filming of that. But it's funny, it ends like just as Kim is about to marry Chris Humphreys. So <laughs> yeah, so I'd like Chris to do like another installment. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of material there. There's so much material. Well, like how at that time was was she still together with at that time Bruce or Yes. Yeah, she was still well, like was she speaking positively on their marriage? Yes. Yeah, definitely. So um, be yeah. interesting to see now like yeah, the I truth. I actually don't remember like any like a single bad thing written about then Bruce. Yeah. Um yeah, so it would be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, okay, so now... Recommend it for any Kardashian-Jenner f- fan or scholar. <laughs> and I think we just call her Caitlyn, even when we refer to that time. Yeah, sorry. Just for the general... Um, thanks. Sorry. Fun facts. <laughs> uh, so, Tyler Henry, you both read that. Yes, Tyler Henry, yes. Between Two Worlds, I read... Brendan's copy that he lent to me. <laughs> he's a proud owner of two copies of it. No, right. I there was like issues. I gave um, one back. Anyway. Um, but at one point I had two. <laughs> um, it was all right. Not my favorite. Yeah, I wanted more on like celebrities that he's read and like that sort of thing. This was more about like how he got into it like he had the spirituality he claims he predicted his grandma's death that's like how he found out about his gift yeah when he was a kid he like knew that his grandmother was gonna pass and he like told his mom and then like 20 minutes later his grandmother was gone oh my god yeah how he just like had a feeling i don't know like how did she die oh um i don't remember um i love just tweeting at tyler henry and asking him to give a shout out to um, Connor Bean of uh, Connor Bean Real, um, and then he never does. I feel like he's like he's, he's liked your engaged with the. Couple, yeah. yeah, I think he's one of those who's probably muted me by now. Yeah, <laughs> probably yes. Um, but yeah, I if you're into it because of the show, I would have recommended. Yeah, I mean he. He tells one story about reading Khloe Kardashian. It was, like, his first big celebrity reading and, like... Yeah, that was, like, the crossover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it was filmed for the Kardashian show. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I will say that, like, Tyler Henry is the reason why I now believe in the other side. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't sound like this is a recommendation, though. Mm, I read it on the plane, and it was a quick read if yeah. you just want a plane read. Well, it sounds like we've covered some other books that you were a little bit more enthusiastic about. Yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, Marie Osmond, <laughs> might as well laugh about it now. Okay, so this one's kind of weird, because I bought it for my mom for Christmas like three or four years ago, because she Why? and my dad, she and my dad, like, for whatever reason, they grew up like loving the Osmonds, and so... That year for Christmas, we saw Donnie and Marie's Christmas show on Broadway, and so I got my mom Marie's book for Christmas. It's like a, you know, I don't know. (laughs) It felt like relevant for the time. Because music is medicine. Music is medicine. But I also, like, I've always had this, like, sort of secret, like, weird obsession with Marie Osmond, and I can't really explain why. I just have, like, I remember, like, watching the Donnie Marie, like, 
behind the music episode when I was a kid and like, I don't know, I just always had this fascination with her. So I read her book and it's not good at all. Um, oh. so, um, What's not good about it? Um, it's, I mean, it's a lot about like, you know, her religion and like oh, really? accepting the Lord and all that stuff. Mm. Um, so it wasn't like the greatest read for me. It was also constantly uncomfortable for me to be like reading a book on the subway with Marie Osmond's face. Oh on. my God. <laughs> um, so that felt a little Tyler Henry, no problem, but Marie Osmond. Well, that one had like the jacket. Oh, I yeah, took the, the jacket, jacket off, off yeah. but this was a paperback and I, everybody just like saw me reading Marie Osmond's book. Marie should do Tyler's show. I feel she like she wouldn't believe oh, in that. Yeah, she probably... She might, though, and then she could... No. She's got a lot that's happened in recent years. No, 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 yes. no, no, no. <laughs> But yeah, I don't, I don't think that her church necessarily... What kind of church? They're Mormon. She's Mormon. Yeah. Oh. You didn't know that? I mean, I think... I feel like I did know that, but yeah, I didn't Austin's know it. The are, like, yeah, devout Mormons. Though Marie has been, like, a bit more, like progressive in terms of like some of her opinions yeah relative like, to lgbt people and whatnot. i thought she was more like a kathy lee gifford her and i feel like they run in the same like as far as like religion and relation to like really lgbt like... people and stuff like that what's kathy lee's i don't know take? she likes us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well like marie has like a lesbian daughter yes out out yeah, yeah, out lesbian, and she she is like expressed um, that she supports her and, and everything. And she had a gay son who committed suicide, right? Well, no, I no, that's that he, un- oh. yeah, that's that was like speculated after he killed himself. Oh. Some people thought that maybe he was oh. struggling with his sexuality, but there that's not substantiated. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, so we don't know that. Yeah. Um, but she supports her lesbian daughter, which is great. Yeah. Um, so I love Marie, but I didn't really love the book. Okay, uh, so last time we talk, when we talked about books, uh, we discussed what remains. But Alex had not read it at that time, so no, I did. I read all these years remains. later after her being on the show. I know. What did you make of it? I really liked it. I did really you think it was ghostwritten? Yes, I believe. <laughs> I don't believe she wrote a single word. No, I think she wrote it, and I really, I really enjoyed it. One of Tyler's ghosts wrote it. Oh my god. Well, she was on his show. Yes. Yeah. And she talked to the dog Friday. I love when an animal comes through. <laughs> Come through animal. Tyler talks a lot about animals, too, in his book. So weird. He can but communicate animals. with ghost dogs. <laughs> uh, so we save, like, the most current uh, and on people's minds for last, Andy Cohen's Superficial. Yes. So I know you read both of the, fir- the first Ooh. two books, right? Yeah, I read what was Sorry, I'm just gonna like... <laughs> yeah, I'm boring um, I read Most Talkative, which was the memoir, and then I read the Andy Cohen Diaries, which yeah. is like the first. I read this. the two of those. I haven't read Superficial. Yeah. yeah. So I, I still haven't quite finished Superficial. I still have like 30 pages to go, but I'm like, I've read most oh, of so it. Oh, so we don't truly have an expert here. Uh, not quite, <laughs> but almost, almost. You're so honest. Why would you reveal that? Well, it's I feel like, like we were going to like... Because if I, if I asked like what was like... The most breakthrough moment you think? Yeah. What if it, like? What what's if the it's biggest in the news? Last, like twenty pages. Mm, Who knows? Okay. But there are like, I mean, I I actually didn't love the first Andy Cohen Diaries book. I thought that yeah. like he sort of like oversold it in like the like all of the appearances where he talked about it. Like, I felt like he well, wasn't naming people as much as he said he was going to. At least like 
the housewives, like any of like the behind the scenes stuff. But this time, I feel like he really like went there. So, so, what are what a few notes? So, you want like a couple stories? Yeah, well, okay, just like ones that stood out to you. Well, okay, so one that like made me actually laugh out loud was he he said that he was um, he was giving Kim Field sort of like a pep talk about <laughs> um, how she needs to you know be more open in front of the camera and how she, how she can, you know, just be a better housewife, basically. Yeah. And he said to her, oh, you know what? Like, maybe I should, um, like, put you on the phone with Bethany. Maybe she can give you some pointers. Oh and Kim was like, oh, that would be great. And so he said he asked Bethany to do it, and Bethany refused to do it. Why? <laughs> Did he give a reason? No, he just said Bethany said no. And then that's it? Like, yeah, but I'm my assumption is that Bethany just doesn't want to give away her tricks, you know? She's, like, very... The tricks of the trade? Yeah. Well, I think those tricks are working right now. So. I don't know. Well, I, that's... I, who knows? People, like, ride or die for Beth. Yeah, she, she'll always yeah. have her, like, following. Okay, that is interesting. I haven't heard anyone talk about that. Yeah. Another good one, New York-related, was that he said that Jill Zarin's team put together a PowerPoint presentation... Oh, my God. ...for him... As to why he should put her back on the show, that had it had screenshots of text exchanges with like Ramona and Luann. Like since it's since she's been on the show, or from when she was on the show. No, no, like recent exchanges, okay, okay. like demonstrating that she still has relationships yeah, yeah. with them. Oh my god, that is a good. Yeah, so point. he's like he's like naming people. He's like giving actual like tangible stories. Wait, so was there anything I remember on Watch What Happens Live a like a week ago, Cynthia was on and he was like, You might not love everything that I say about you and that. Was there anything about Cynthia? He's been saying that to literally every person that comes on Watch What Happens Live. But like, for Cynthia I thought it would have been like them discussing like just her leaving because that was rumored that she was um, gonna be leaving. Um I don't know I don't think anything really stood out to me. Though I will say I just left off um, right as he was about to start filming the Atlanta reunion, so oh. maybe it's oh. literally coming up in a couple pages. That, of course, you asked the, the, the one sorry. question. That might be the sorry, well, that, that that encouraged you all to actually finish the book. And yeah. Maybe... <laughs> How many times did she talk about James Wilkie, son of SJP? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's no. always talking about her. Um. I mean him. Yeah, I mean, SJP's on every single page, essentially, but I don't think he, like, names James. Do you get a sense that, like, in that friend group, is it Andy and SJP are the closer friends, and then Anderson and Kelly, or how does that work? Yeah, who do you think? I feel like Anderson and Kelly have, like, an alliance. Oh. Or no, yeah, no, Andy and SJP, for sure, are, like, besties. Mm -hmm. And then I feel, like... Anderson and Kelly, yeah. But you know what's weird is, like, when Kelly and Anderson come on the show, they're, like, much more comfortable, and SJP always seems, like, the least comfortable in the Watch What Happens Live setting. Yeah, but they do that for a living. Yeah, SJP's an actress, and she's, like, not, like, I feel like she's actually a pretty fairly private person. Do Kelly and SJP hang out? Yeah. I don't believe they were ever, like, mentioned in the same, like... How often Same. does Jerry Seinfeld fit into all of this? Because he's around. He's part of their friends, too. And, like, Jimmy Fallon sometimes pops yeah, oh, in. Oh, Jimmy Fallon's all over the place really? in the book. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon, like, Jimmy Fallon and John Mayer are, like, oh, yeah, always yeah, around. Like, like yeah. he's always hanging out. And he actually, so remember how he, like, moderated that Friends reunion? No. Like, so oh, Jimmy I guess, Fallon did? No, Andy. Andy did. It was, like, the, like, 
the cast of Friends minus one of them. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not on Friends. Like, how did I have. miss this? I don't know. It actually, it, like, happened, like... Mm, it happened, like, this calendar year, I think. Weird. But right. anyway, so he talks about, like, doing that, and then afterwards, he w- met John Mayer for drinks, and, like, all the friends were in the same place, and so Andy, like, went up to talk to them, and John wouldn't go, because, like, Jen Aniston... He dated her? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. I want him to date Mandy Moore next. No! He's a This Is Us fan because... <laughs> oh my god, yeah. He wants to sleep with Mandy Moore. No. Oh my god, actually, since we haven't had you since This Is Us premiered, do you have any final This Is Us thoughts before we wrap up the deep dive with you? Um, I mean, I love This Is Us. I think it's a wonderful show. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, I love Randall. Randall's my favorite yeah, character. Yeah, that's pretty much everyone's favorite. Yeah. Except for Peachworm for some reason. Uh, Peachworm loves Kevin. He loves Kevin? Why? If you listen to Come Through Queen I didn't week. listen to last week's episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've been very busy. Yeah. Um, no, Kevin's like the worst character, yeah, actually, yeah, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. No, yeah. it's Randall and Randall's biological father I love. The wife. William. I love the wife. I love the two little girls. Um, and I, lo- I love Mandy, even though she probably shouldn't have kept that a secret, but I, like, get why she did. Oh, I thought you were, like, I thought you were talking about Mandy as, as, like, no. her character, not, I mean, as a human, not as no. a character. No, no, <laughs> Did you know she just announced that she has two gay brothers and a gay mom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, LGBTQ icon. Queen. Two gay brothers, just like you. Just and like me brother. and my brother, yeah. And- yeah. Um, we have one straight sibling, too. I guess he's the Mandy. He's the Mandy, yeah. Uh, Are you so jealous that you don't get to be the Mandy? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> At least I'm, like, Mandy adjacent. At least I can be, like, close. So, out of all the books, which one would you recommend the most as a gift? If, like, someone's going to, like, a little holiday grab bag? Um... I think probably Andy's because it's like the most relevant right now. I mean, yeah. some of the ones that I read are a little dated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marie Osmond's? Marie Osmond's came out maybe in like 2008. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I actually really recommend Andy's. It's right. good. Awesome. It's a good, easy, light read and like pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so now it's time for the freak of the week and the one true queen. Oh my god. So who's our freak, Dan? <laughs> oh, you want me to take this, uh, Yeah, I feel like it's more of a you story. <laughs> well, so Brittany recently performed Slumber Party, that's the name of the song? Yes. With Tanache at what event? Jingle Ball. Which was very interesting, because, like, I thought Brittany wasn't performing anywhere other than... No, I feel like Brittany's... Brittany, like, over the past couple of years, I think, has started doing, like, award shows here and there and, like, some, like, radio station concerts. Like, mm. she's not... Yeah, because she was on the VMAs. Yeah, she's, like, she's performing more than she was, like, a few years So, ago. the reason she's a freak is her <laughs> close personal friend, Tanache, what she says... What did she say during the performance? Well, so, Tanache was on recorded a remix of the song Slumber Party, yeah. which is on Britney's new album, and they recorded a video together or whatever, and so Tanache... So they, they spent perform- considerable time together. Yes, yeah, they filmed a video together. I mean, I'm sure Tanache probably like recorded, recorded it separately. Yeah. I, Brittany didn't even... No. <laughs> oh, let's not get into the conspiracy <laughs> theories. Maya Marie knows Tanache really well. Yeah. Um, so... Ooh. 
Tanache performed Slumber Party with Britney at the Jingle Ball, and at the end, like, Tanache was like, give it up for Britney Spears, and Britney goes, everybody give it up for Tanasha. So <laughs> 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 even, like, the Britney fans on Twitter have been, like, making fun of Britney yeah. a little bit for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, this isn't, also, like, isn't the first time Britney's done this with somebody she's collaborating oh, with. Oh, yeah, like, Keisha. She called Kesha Keisha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sad. Sad. <laughs> So we, so we're like, our freaking queen is a very musical this week. Our queen? Our queen. So the Victoria's Secret fashion show was recorded. I think it hasn't aired yet, but maybe at the time it's airing tonight, maybe. Yeah, I think it is. Something like that. Um, By by the time, by the time you're listening to this, it will have aired. But it's already up on YouTube. Yeah, we saw Lady Gaga's performance a million reasons. (laughs) And let me tell you, she's the queen because she's so unwell. (laughs) Yes. I mean, th- like, this is truly a great companion piece to the Gaga Applause and GMA. First of all, this is not a song that should be performed in this venue. Like, the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, they're all dressed like Looney Tunes. And she's singing this really serious song. She's, like, performing in, like, agony. And yeah. she's, like, very dramatic. She's like a Vita. These, like, women with big hair and giant wings and in lingerie, like, bouncing down the runway, smiling, <laughs> laughing. It's It was not a fit at all. No, but it's, like, so good. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> I wanted her to do the title track from Joanne and chase yeah. them down the runway saying where <laughs> you think you're going. I wanted her to do Grigio Girls. She also did John Wayne in like another song oh, so that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Well, I was, so hopefully... Oh, A.O. Hopefully Gigi and uh, Kendall pop up in that because they were not in this million reasons. In Bella. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess so for Bella. Bella's <laughs> a star. I'm not a Bella super fan. Why? Just, I have enough. G, I have enough of the Hadid family and GG, So I love the Hemlar. <laughs> <laughs> Mohammed. So that Dad. is our show for this week. Thank you, Alex, for coming back. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks, yeah. Alex. Brennan <laughs> <laughs> said he misses Pishwan. <laughs> so make sure you subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. Also, um, find us on Twitter and Facebook and submit your questions and thoughts there. We always love giving a shout out on air. Yeah. Um, so, Brendan, where can we find you online? <laughs> at not Brendan. And Alex, what about you? You can find me at, at Alex S. Hurst, H-U-R-S-T. He's not viral. No. Help me go viral. <laughs> uh, so, what about you, Dan? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for asking. <laughs> Tweet him. Uh, Photos IDK, of IDK. Tweet him photos of tuna salad and other <laughs> mayo-based snacks. No. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, heart, share, and retweet. Love us, love us. Please retweet. See you next week. Bye. I wanna see ya. Come through, queen. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.